name of the living God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. Good morning. What a wonderful amount of people today at the 7.30. I love this. We have heard so many times that God has made us unique and very different from one another and yet has never failed to give each one of us gifts. That's a good thing, don't you think? In the letter to the Ephesians, Paul says, I beg you to lead a life worthy of the calling to which you have been called, with humility, gentleness, with patience, bearing one another in love, making every effort to maintain the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. This request to the Ephesians, and therefore to us, seems so logical and so full of common sense. Humility, gentleness, patience, love, unity, and peace are all good words and good things to live by. Now, because they're good and logical, are they easy to live by? We can, and can we, and do we live like that all the times? Do we? <laughs> I certainly know that I do not. It is very hard to always be quote-unquote good and live according to how Jesus taught us to live. Why do you think that Paul needed to write this letter to the Ephesians? And that's a question to you. Why do you think he needed to write that letter? <coughs> yes. Mm -hmm. Encourage them, yeah. And I think it is probably because they did not measure up, at least not to Paul's standards. It is so very hard, and that is why I think that we need to be reminded always what God created us to be, what God called us to be. Not so we can be perfect, because I can tell you right now that won't happen. And because we need to be reeled in once in a while to be the best we can be. Every Sunday we hear lessons to remind us of Jesus' teachings and also to get the forgiveness that we always need and to get fed. We are human after all, and if we think for a second that we are perfect, then we make ourselves God, and that's surely not a good thing. Just remember the Garden of Eden. Father Seth talked about hierarchy of needs a couple of weeks ago. We need certain things to survive, and he said like water, shelter, food. And Richard Rose says that in the first half of our life, we are in a survival mode. We are finding our ways, raising our family, or finding a career. And it is also the time when we try different things. We discover our gift and our calling. 
Later on at the second, at the last service, we're going to baptize a baby, Jennifer, and we're going to accept her into the household of God. We will promise to support her on her journey, and only God knows what gift she will develop and nurture as she grows up. And I wish that Jennifer would always put God first, because then everything will be possible. Paul says Jesus gave different gifts. So some will be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers to equip the saints for the ministry for building up the body of Christ. Remember, Paul is still lecturing the church of the Ephesians because, as I believe, they were lacking and they were not doing all that they could do. What do you think about Rohr's statement that about half of our life we are in a survival mode? Think about your life. I was blessed to be part of a survey that Mark Parker needed for one of his classes, and it asked me to remember what I did during different segments of my life. And I was certainly in a survival mode the first part of my life. I loved it. I have had great experiences. Experiences. I had three wonderful daughters. All was good and well. Did I have much time to think about my gift and what my calling was? I did some thinking, and I wondered what life was all about, but not like I have done after my girls graduated from college. I remember once during that part of my life, someone asked me, what would be the one thing you would like to be able to do or have? And I responded immediately without even thinking, having three hours to read without interruptions. <laughs> and you know, I think that I really needed that. And it is such a simple thing to ask for. And yet, I think it illustrates that I was in con constant survival mode. I was done being in a survival mode in my mid-40s, but each of, for each of, our, of us, it is a different time period. And now that I look back, that was the time, unknowingly, that I was discovering my gifts and my calling. Survival mode is not bad. It is actually needed and very useful as long as we don't stay there forever. The letter says we must, we must no longer be children tossed to and fro and blown about by every wind of doctrine, by people's trickery and by their craftiness in these deceitful schemes. Maybe Paul was calling attention to the Ephesian that they did not need to stay in survival mode. Remember, this is a church that was, didn't have a long history. It was in the beginning of Christendom. So they were discovering their ways. And maybe this letter from Paul was to tell them, okay, now you know what your calling is. Get going. They needed to move. 
on and discover and act on what they had been taught. They needed to equip the saints for the work of ministry to build up the body of Christ. Jesus continually shows us the way to use our gifts. Remember the passage when Jesus brought the li- to life the little girl who everybody th- thought was dead? And remember the tenderness by which he brings her back. Jesus said, little girl, raise, arise. And he did not stop there, but took her hand and helped her up. And then Jesus also helped her parents by asking them to give her something to eat. Jesus is showing us to use our gift in an active way. We need to show up, we need to pray, and say what is needed, and we need to give a helping hand. Isn't Emmanuel, isn't that what Emmanuel is all about? We have so many gifts in this church. We have wonderful voices who sing in the choir. We have people with skills to teach. We have each other and we do take care of each other. We have people whose ministry is to cook, to take care of the gardens and the building, and I could go on and on and on. And not only do we have these gifts, remember that God gave us all the gifts, but we use them. So if there's anyone out there who has some gifts that they're not using, please let somebody know. Because it is so good to be involved doing God's work for our own benefits and for the benefits of the whole. I think Paul would be pleased with us because we are a church that, as the letter ends, is joined and knit together by every ligament with which it is equipped, so as each part is working properly. It promotes the body's growth and building itself up in love, and then everything will come out right. At the next two services, we have a song that we are going to sing, but since we do not sing at this service, I will read the words as an ending prayer, and you can add the melody in your mind. It's a gift to be simple. It's a gift to be free. It's a gift to come down where we ought to be. And when we find ourselves in the place just right, it will be in the valley of love and delight. When true simplicity is gained, to bow and to bend, we shall be ashamed. To turn, turn will be our delight. By turning, turning, we come out right. And believe me, it will come out right because we are not alone. God is with us every step on the way. Thanks be to God. Amen.